Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, do we got a show today? It's Wednesday. We're live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a good night's sleep. I got things to talk about today and strong opinions on them. I will end the Lamar Jackson's MVP debate here in 90 seconds. Uh, this, the attention-seeking, validation-seeking Miami Dolphins, I hear you. I'll talk about that. J-Mac, there are days it's sleep. Got up, fired up. I'm sitting there 5 in the morning. I got things I got to get out today, and they all crystallized. This morning at about 5 a.m. Wow, the takes are just firing. 5 a.m., I was at LAX airport this morning, early, very early. So, look, Grog, you may have to carry the show today, big guy. <laughs> so there was a big discussion, a back and forth, a tay-to-tay, if you will, about Lamar Jackson to a Dak Brock Purdy as MVP. I thought Lamar Jackson put it to bed against the Niners, but I want to talk about this. And I don't think I'm necessarily talking to fans. Maybe I'm talking to a niche audience. They're called the media. But I hope this resonates a little. Probably won't. They're dug in. They have their opinions. But MVP is not about stats, singularly. I want you to remember the words impact and influence. Impact and influence. Lamar Jackson is easily the most influential NFL player this season. Ask the Bosa's. Ask people who have chased him around the field. Ask Fred Warner, who was neutralized for the first time this season. I'll give you Aaron Donald. Offensive linemen are terrified for 10 years of Aaron Donald of the Rams. Terrified of him. He is never singularly blocked. Double teamed on every snap. Even today often triple teamed. So his stats have to be contextualized. He's not an edge rusher. 
who occasionally gets chip blocked. Interior linemen scared of Aaron Donald. How many sacks has Aaron Donald all these years gotten players on his offensive line? Von Miller sure seemed better as a Ram briefly as a Bill, didn't he? The Rams have two rookie defensive linemen, third rounders, not first or second. They're having really good years because of Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is the most impactful defensive player for over a decade. People are scared to block him. Everything starts with double teams. There's video on the internet of triple teams. And that's Lamar Jackson. You ever notice the Ravens running game is always good? What are they on? Their 13th running back this season? They're 28th in the last four years? But it's always good. Why is that? Because the threat of Lamar Jackson on that handoff, keeping the ball, paralyzes defense. Linebackers get humiliated by him. Years ago, Chris Spielman, a friend, a broadcaster, a former NFL great, told me when Barry Sanders broke into the Lions, Chris Spielman, who's one of the most dominating college linebackers I've ever seen, maybe the best college linebacker ever, said he would watch Barry Sanders, a rookie in line, and count Oh, do I have to do I have to go up against Barry Sanders? And Chris said he would humiliate you. Pro athletes have egos. They don't want to be humiliated. Lamar humiliates you. Aaron Donald humiliates you. That's impact. The Ravens are the number one rushing team in the league this year. Ask the Niners. And it's not because of Gus Edwards. They've missed key offensive linemen. They're on their third running back. The Ravens are always perpetually on their third running back. I looked up stats this morning, and it's remarkable. Speaking of the words, I just simply asked you to consider as a media member. Influence and impact. Lamar Jackson's impact on the Ravens since 2019. When he plays, they win 52 of 72 games, and they average 28 points. In the AFC, in that division, with the Steelers' defense... The Browns defense, pretty good defensive players. Miles Garrett's been around a while. T.J. Watt been around a while. Averages 28 a game. When he does not play, they're a BB gun. 17 points a game and a losing franchise, 4-9. and nine. I'll remind you, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, Dak got hurt. They went 5-1 and one with Cooper Rush. 4-1, and 5-1. and one. They won. That's not how it works in Baltimore. Tua, one win this year against a winning team. Nine of Lamar's 11 wins are against winning teams. Brock Purdy, let me, let me use the word influence again. Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl and Brock Purdy got to an NFC championship. The influence in San Francisco, bruh, it's the coach, not the quarterback. Stop telling me about stats. Lamar's are good, but it's his impact and his influence and the fact that he paralyzes Fred Warner. Great linebackers are neutralized. Fred Warner dominates games every Sunday. One of the best linebackers I've ever seen. Erlacher, Ray Lewis, Fred Warner. He plays Lamar. He looked kind of pedestrian. That's what great does. That's what LeBron does to KD. It's what Michael Jordan did to great players. They looked average. 
MVP stats and production need to be considered. But influence and impact are even more important. And the Ravens collapse without. Collapse with John Harbaugh as a coach. With good defenses, excellent front offices, great ownership. They collapse without Lamar. The Cowboys win with Cooper Rush. Niners, Garoppolo Purdy, and win games. I'm not anti-anybody, but I am pro-Lamar Jackson. Watch the games. All those Hall of Famers on the field. Lamar was easily the most impactful player. Easily. Here's his star linebacker who faces him every day at practice. If anybody watched the game, if anybody watched football this season and watched the Baltimore Ravens, they know for a fact Lamar Jackson is the uh, MVP hands down. If anyone that watches football and know football and see the type of impact he has on the game, not even like stat-wise, but just individually, like the plays that he make quarter in and quarter out, play in and play out, compare his film to anyone else in the league, and then I would love to uh, hear what anyone else has to say after that. Thank you. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Apparently, they're very upset in South Beach. I have not given them the, dem- the respect they deserve. So I was thinking about this. Let's, um, let's take a profession. We were talking about media. Let's say sports writer. And let's say for 23 years you were a sports writer. Not necessarily terrible, but average. Didn't win a lot of awards. Nobody really talked about you, feared you. And then one week, you write a really good column, finally. And you demand to be respected for that column. That's the Miami Dolphins. 23 years is the last time you won a playoff game. 23 years of nothing remarkable. This past weekend, you didn't win a Pulitzer, i.e. a Super Bowl. You didn't even win an award, i.e. a playoff game. You beat a Dallas team that's talented, but strangely bad on the road. Your super high-powered offense, which you're so proud of. um, Let me see here. Generated a single touchdown. And if not for a bad exchange at the goal line, Cowboys go up 14-3 and probably win the game. Miami is constantly seeking validation and respect. Let's give us some credit, Colin. That's Visa, MasterCard. It's not my job to give you respect. It's my job to be honest. You have a singular playoff win in 23 years. One. You beat Dallas at home. And I do like your physicality. That part of Miami, a lot of Miami teams are just flashy. Bradley Chubb. Wilkins on the inside, you're physical. I like that, Vic Fangio. But you haven't won a division since 2008. A division! And that was because Tom Brady got hurt, or he would have won it again. You have, according to percentages, this is not my opinion, you have played the easiest schedule in the league. And you finally beat a team with a winning record at home, and you want everybody to do backflips. I like your hipster coach, too. And you have really fast receivers. And I do think your physicality is finally legit. But um, even in your own division, which Josh Allen has owned since year two of his career, I looked this morning, 
the last nine times you've faced Buffalo, you're one and eight. So you can't control your division. You can't win playoff games. You've been really unremarkable for 23 years, but you wrote a really good column and you need to be respected. How about a attaboy and we move on? Attaboy, good column. You're paid to do that. Let's move on. It's okay. I like Miami. Two is a great kid. Minds me of Dak. Don't love him as an A-plus quarterback, but a leader, can throw the ball accurately, humble, good kid. The hipster head coach, I like him too. Super smart, clever, creative, a lot of motion. Very Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan-ish. You have some really nice players. Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, Wilkins on the defensive interior. I mean, Tyree Kill's crazy good. Jalen Waddle's a bit inconsistent, fast, but uh, I like him too. O-line's a bit of a mess, but Austin Jackson's always had talent, the USC kid. Vic Fangio, Mike McDaniel, good combo. You're going to win a playoff game. But uh, one in eight last night against Buffalo. No playoff wins in 23 years. Mike McDaniel against winning teams is one in three. Minus 47 point differential. And he's crushed bad teams. Sunday was a attaboy and nothing more. No credit given, that's Visa. No validation, look elsewhere. You still make the herd hierarchy, but if you played Dallas again, I'd take Dallas, and Vegas probably would too. And that's okay. But if you haven't done anything remarkable in two and a half decades, I'm not doing backflips. I told you, Jay Mack, I had a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> wow. So I did look up those uh, Miami Dolphins games the, the, versus the winning teams. So they lost in Buffalo. No harm in that. Early in the season, Buffalo was good. Uh, they lost to Philadelphia. No harm in that. Philly was good early in the season. You mean the team you've been bad-mouthing for three months? It, it, well, two months. And, and then they lost to Kansas <laughs> City, I believe, in the Germany game, which was a final possession game. Mm. Those are respectable losses, Mr. Cowherd. Listen, if you think uh, your take on Miami was hot, yep, yep, I, I see you finally see it. I, I just saw the news. Breaking news. Yeah. Can we do the red bar? Yeah, put it up. Uh, guys in the back who do the red bar. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson has been benched for the final two years of the season. Two games. Two games. Two games. But it, Russell it, Wilson has been benched. It, some of the guys have looked at It's over for him in Denver. Financially, we could talk about it next segment. They're doing this so he doesn't get injured. Oh. <laughs> we have a topic. I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's me. When you download the app, takes about a minute. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Cowboys at home minus six against Detroit. I like Detroit, but they're hot and cold. Never as good on the road. Cowboys have to get good and get right. I'll take them to win by a touchdown. Steelers plus three and a half at Seattle. Let's be honest about the Seahawks. They've been outplayed and won the last two weeks. I'll take the hook at three and a half Pittsburgh. Broncos minus five hosting the Chargers. Listen, it's the season. Russell Wilson may get moved out of town if he plays poorly again. I get a coaching and a quarterback edge at home. Broncos minus five. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is herd when you download the app.
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back. Breaking news. Sean Payton takes over the Denver Broncos, fixes Russell Wilson about as much as you can fix him. He got about 80% of Russell in Seattle. He has now been benched. Russell Wilson for the final two games. Why? Here's why. So he's already got $39 million guaranteed for next year on the books. He would get an additional $37 million, Russell would, if he can't pass a physical in early March. So they're taking him out of games. They're going to play Jarrett Stidham. And by the way, we thought they overpaid when Sean Payton got there for Jarrett Stidham. We couldn't figure out why are you paying a backup so much? Because Sean Payton knew very early this was a weird fit. It's a personality clash. One guy is intense, confrontational, outspoken. Another is highly uber optimistic, which has turned lots of teammates off through the years. They think it's phony and cringy. I'm not making those judgments. I'm just saying I know both, the coach really well. 
He's an authentic, straight shooter, lots of opinions. He's going to tell you what he thinks. Russell tends to be more laid back in that in that space, kind of every, everything's going to be okay, positive outlook, a little bit of Kirk Cousins. And, uh, you know, for a lot of teammates, they don't like it. So one of the things uh, I have noticed in this relationship, number one, the signing of Stidham was to me bizarre. But that told me Sean Payton had seen enough, discussed enough, and knew this was a problematic relationship. The second thing is, when I watch Denver games, and I really noticed it in the last couple of weeks as Russell Wilson has struggled. Russell's smaller. Tua has acknowledged, honestly, he at times has trouble seeing over the offensive line. Kyler Murray's greatest success is often moving outside of the pocket. Russell Wilson's career is highlighted by rainbow throws up the sideline, and moving around a lot and making plays out of the pocket. But if you watch Russell Wilson in the pocket, it is something I would argue that he struggles to see downfield between the hash marks. I saw it again this weekend. Denver's got very few 20, 25-yard completions, and they have Cortland Sutton, and they have Jerry Judy. Those are fast guys that can get open. They have very few middle-of-the-field completions. It's sideline stuff, Russell escaping the pocket and going it deep, and the Bradys and the Mannings and the Big Bens and the Great Ones live in the middle of the field. Eat it alive. Mahomes eats it alive. Russell sometimes can't see the field. Greg Cosell, 44 years NFL Films, pointed this out on our show a couple of weeks ago. The Sean Paytons of the world, as you well know, they spend a lot of time putting together their offense, their game plan, the structure of what they want to do, the route concepts, the route combinations. So they expect those things to be executed on Sundays. Russell Wilson does not execute the, those at a high enough percentage, but he's an eyedropper. He looks at the rush, and the result of that is that he doesn't see throws that need to be made. So he leaves throws on the field. So again, I'm not breaking down film, but after Greg said that, I've been watching Russell and Denver's offense a lot regarding that testimony, that opinion. And it's true. There are open plays down the middle of the field, and I just don't think he sees them. If he was 6'5", I'd be concerned that he's afraid to get hit. At his size, some of it's the average offensive lineman, 6'6". Tackle 6-7. Some of it's that. Tua has acknowledged sometimes I struggle seeing down the field. That's why in Miami's offense, get rid of the ball quickly, off into the flat, quick completions, don't have to sit in the muddy pocket. So um, it, now the question becomes, where does Russell go? Because clearly Denver's going to move off Russ. Uh, my take is keep your eye on Tennessee and Washington. So... Um, you know, remember, first-round quarterbacks are less than a 50-50 hit rate. First round. And, uh, you know, you have a new owner in Washington. Uh, Russell Wilson's from around that area. Uh, he would be the best quarterback they've had in a while. He's a, a dynamic playmaker. Uh, money's not going to be a problem. They already have a – I think Washington's got a very interesting roster. Tennessee's another place. Are they going to depend on Will Levis, as good as Mike Vrabel is? Does he want to keep losing? Look at the AFC. Come on, Will Levis. I mean, I'm not saying Will Levis can't become something. He certainly could. But I think Washington and Tennessee are places to look at. Now, Atlanta and Minnesota have offensive coaches. I think they'd push back on Russell. Offensive coaches talk amongst themselves. There's a different code and language and secrets among offensive coaches. 
I think a Kevin O'Connell would talk to McVay and McVay would say, no, it doesn't work for you. I think offensive coaches have a greater sense of it. Defensive coaches don't know offense. So a playmaker at offense, upgrade over Will Levis, upgrade over Sam Howell. In their eyes, defensive coaches, Pittsburgh look at it and go, okay, he's a star. I think defensive coaches see the world differently. But, um, you know, Pete Carroll, by the way, got frustrated with it. And now Sean Payton is like, I'm out. So in two years, Pete Carroll and Sean Payton, you know, these are Super Bowl winning coaches have said, yeah, this doesn't work. So we have to be honest about that. Even though I like Russ, even though I know Russ, even though I think he's a good guy, you got to be honest about it. If two really good bosses in my industry over the course of a couple of years said, that guy doesn't work, I'd be in trouble, right? So there's, there's something here. Um, I think there's going to be a market for him, but he is expensive. I do think Sean got a lot out of him. I said this a couple of weeks ago. He's regressed, but I think a couple of weeks ago, I felt like you were getting about 80% of the Seattle Russell Wilson uh, and that Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll said, I'm done with. Some of that's probably cost, but I think there's a market somewhere. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Boy, the where does Russ land, that's going to be super fun. Colin, I, I know you do, you know, Kevin O'Connell and probably not, you don't think he would go for a guy like Russell Wilson. I don't know. I see McVay pulling Matt Stafford out of Detroit. All anybody said, oh, Stafford can't win the big game. He can't get to the playoffs. He can't do anything. But Stafford, right guy. Stafford's a classic pocket quarterback with a huge arm. And these offensive coaches look at film. Well, you're going to look at Denver's film like Sean Payton is. Sean Payton's looking at this. Sean Payton's gotten upset with Russell visibly a couple yeah. times. Why? My take is he's telling Russell, there's the play. Run the play. The play is open. Why won't you throw it? I'm not a mouth reader, but I, I think sometimes the frustrations with Russell are, I, I just read a quote yesterday. In fact, this morning I, I read it very early. It was, do I have to simplify the offense? That's like the third time he's talked about simplifying the offense. What it means is Sean doesn't think Russ can run big chunks of his offense. Well, what offensive coach won? The reason McVay moved off golf, there were throws he didn't believe Jared can make that Stafford can't. Why did they move off Garoppolo? Because Brock Purdy moves the pocket. He can make more throws and run more higher percentage of Kyle's playbook. So remember, offensive coaches are loyal to their system, their scheme, and their playbook. Russell limits, apparently, what Sean can do with his. I'll maintain, I think there's a good buying opportunity at the right price, of course, for Russell Wilson. You don't have to give up any high picks or anything. Because Denver's going to move off him. I, I, this is going to be awesome for the offseason. January's going to be fun. Uh, all right, let's get started with the Detroit Lions clinching the NFC North. Colin, impressively done over the weekend, ending the NFL's second longest active drought without a division title. Jared Goff said the team celebrated but won't get complacent down the stretch. I think that's what you you, you, you get fearful of when you do win a division. Um, and certainly in our situation, win one for the first time in a long time and think the job's done and, and by no means is it we've got a ton more goals ahead of us and um everything you know is in our control and and we can go out there and um do whatever we want to this year just have to go execute i know the fans are thrilled we get a home playoff game at the very least but um you know with that being said like i said earlier we got so much more in front of us that we want to accomplish and um we're very very happy with winning the division but by no means satisfied or content um got a lot to do still and um it, it's, it'll be fun by the way, the Lions and Cowboys are very similar teams. At home, watch out. Everything going right, 
Dak and Goff, watch out. Muddy pocket, on the road, weather's chilly, you don't know what you're getting. Right. So the Lions and Cowboys are environment sensitive. Ravens aren't. Niners generally aren't. Buffalo isn't. These two teams are environment sensitive to me, so I'm interested to watch. The Cowboys feels like the side because they got to get right, and the Lions just wrapped up a division, and they're yeah. feeling themselves and having an extra glass of vino. I think Dallas wins this game. But again, I thought they'd beat Miami, and they didn't. It was six and a half down to six for Saturday night's game. Colin, I'm looking at the standings. Detroit's not totally out of it for the number one seed. Now, they would need help. The Niners would have to lose as double-digit favorites. The Eagles would have to go down again. I, I just I don't know what to expect in this game. Are we going to see like the Seattle Dallas game? Remember well, that Thursday night game? Are we yeah, going to see that kind of fans, high octane offense? Fans constantly seek respect, but this league is situational. So Detroit just wrapping up a conference crown, they may not be the same intense oh, Detroit. No, definitely. By the way, Baltimore just thumped San Francisco. Do you think they could go home? and pull back emotionally Money against on Miami. Miami yesterday. Yep. Yes, Miami's the side this weekend. Not because I think Miami's better than Baltimore, but because Baltimore is being celebrated now after thumping yeah. the heavyweight champ, they're great. So it's only natural you fly cross country and you go home and you're a bit flat. And so fans don't want to hear that. We won the game. We're great. <laughs> this whole league, including the Niners, is completely situational. It's, why, it's yeah. why you love the Steelers this week against the Bengals. Oh, you're facing Jake Browning a second time. You're backed into a corner. Tomlin's being talked about getting fired. Pittsburgh came out with their hair on yeah. fire and looked like the best team in the league last week. Yeah. I do not like Pittsburgh this week. Just Neither to throw that out there in Seattle. Well, no, no, I, you, you don't like him getting three and a half. Yeah, I think, I think Seattle could put it on come on Mason Rudolph on the road against the Seattle team that's on the verge of the playoff like I anyways mm-hmm. uh, next up Joe Flacco Colin is uh, is leading Cleveland to something special and remember last year he was with the Jets they decided not to re-sign him and Joe Flacco is now on his way to being comeback player of the year um, Flacco said he has no hard feelings against his former team there's all kinds of things that happen throughout the course of a season and an off season and things like that. And I enjoyed my time while I was there. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be where I am. That's for sure. Colin? He's just, you know what I love about Flacco? Baker was going to save the franchise. Deshaun is going to save the franchise. And it's Joe Flacco. And you watch them and you're like, okay, this is a weird story. Mm. But with that defense... Yeah. So, I'm going to ask you, okay? Joe Flacco was in the building in New York last year. Aaron Rodgers goes down in week one. You didn't think, well, let's call Joe Flacco. He's a, this guy's a friggin' professional. He can come in and no. steady the ship. This hold is, on, hold on. You're telling me the GM didn't think. Let's call, let's call Flacco and see well, what's going on. This is what's happening in the league. So, an offensive coach, Kevin Stefanski, takes Flacco with a singular practice. And he is more than capable. Kevin Stefanski takes Flacco, and you watch them, and you're like, this is a better version of the Deshaun Baker Browns. That's what I think. Defensive coach in New York couldn't even see the possibilities, and that is what is happening all throughout this league. I'm sure the Jets' argument was, hey, Hackett, I don't think he's a good fit for our offense. We got Zach Wilson. He's been in the building. You think Flacco was a great fit for Stefanski? Stefanski said, I'm going to make this work. We're going to salvage a season. And now they're a playoff team. Like, this is, I mean, this is exactly why Jets fans should be irate that well, Woody Johnson's keeping this clown show And not just Jets together. fans. This is happening in Indy and Minnesota. Atlanta, these te- Atlanta, 
still playoff viable. Minnesota, playoff viable. They're on a fourth quarterback, I think. Uh, Indianapolis, when there's disruption at quarterback in the NFL, if you have a defensive coach, good luck. If you have an offensive coach, you're viable. Doesn't mean you'll be great, but you're viable. Final story. A lot of rumors about Bill Belichick and the Patriots being done after this season. Belichick has now, wait for it, reportedly expressed doubt about his future with the Patriots and his staff. He's also not yet sat down with ownership to discuss his future following the season. I'm surprised he didn't get called into a glass office and yelled at for beating the Broncos on Saturday. I, I Listen, they're playing their way out of Caleb and Drake May. That, 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 I mean, Patriots are fighting hard here down the stretch. I know the players don't want to hear it. The coach doesn't. But if you're ownership, you're not happy with that win. Uh, that's, that's the reality. Like, what do I care about a December win for? I want Drake May. I want Caleb Williams. I don't know, Colin. Well... And they don't have a lot of interesting personnel. They have picks they could give people to move up. But, I mean, the teams that are really in a good space. Chicago. Well, no, because they don't know if they have the right quarterback. Arizona has a quarterback that they could live with. Uh, The Chargers have a quarterback they like. That Charger spot? The Chargers, if you hire a GM, if you're the Chargers, and you do not move down, the three things the draft gives you in the top 12 – Edge rushers, quarterbacks, and left tackles. Chargers have all of them. They've got all of them. If the Chargers don't find a GM willing to roll the dice, they could trade down three different times. But they're going to need a lot of dudes because they're losing, you know, well, Eckler's good. gone, Mike Williams. You can uh, maybe find running James. backs, got, safeties. Yeah. Those guys are replaceable. And they've got three pass rushers, Mac Bosa and Thule from USC. Uh, they can know, all rush the pass. Some people have argued the Patriots, they lost their first-round pick, Gonzalez, the uh, kid out of Oregon who was really good in limited time. They lost him for the season. They had a couple other defenders. Like, if if we can find a quarterback, I don't, does Russell Wilson seem like he would fit in New England with Belichick? Well, I, I, first of all, when Russell left Seattle, you had to have been surprised at all the players taking shots at him. He got him to two Super Bowls. That's right. Okay. And then he goes to Denver, and this coach can't get along with him. So at some point, is Russell going to own the fact that players and coaches, he struggles to connect with them? I mean, you can say all the positive things, but Seattle, multiple teammates dinged him. I couldn't believe it. He got him to two Super Bowls. The Seahawks. And then goes to Denver, and the coach is yelling at him. Hold on. He got them to two Super Bowls. I'm sure the reason the players dinged him is because he thought that. And other people thought, well, we have Marshawn Lynch in the Legion of Boom. And you were the bus driver or whatever they call it, you know, instead of like... Pittsburgh's had great defenses forever. They're not getting to Super Bowls. Quarterback had something to do with it. I would agree. I'm a big Russ guy. I I was. Uh, I don't know where I I am now. I'm I'm in the same boat. But the the point is, there is something with Russell's personality between Sean Payton and the Seattle locker room. you got to own that. If you're two different networks in our space and can't get along with people, that's on you. you got to look in the mirror. So, I mean, it, it's one thing to fail. Russell's got talent. Um, but it's it's there's a weird component here that I think has to be asked in that situation. So I don't – you're asking me would he fit in New England. And I'm I'm saying I would have – I would have questions why it's not working in all these places and why the conflict. But he's an upgrade over Zappi and Jones. Well, obviously, right. I think. Yeah, yes. by the way, Russ, I just saw the stat. He's tied for the league lead in fourth quarter comebacks this season. Like, he, his numbers are not bad. But again, no, no. I know your argument to stats. It can't just be stats. A lot of, Matt, 
Matt Stafford had great stats for years because he trailed all the time. So you got to be careful about stats. Lamar Jackson's stats aren't as amazing in some areas as Russell Wilson this year. Well, come on now. And watch the games. One guy's just a playmaker, and one guy feels like his coach doesn't trust him. That's what that's what I see when I see the games. Yeah. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line there, News. There is so, I have so many things prepared, and, you know, you get a breaking story. It's crazy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, Just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Sunday, the race for the NFL postseason is on Fox as Matthew Stafford and the Rams continue their push for the playoffs against the Giants. Or the Seahawks try to keep their hopes alive as they host the Steelers. Check for the game in your area only on Fox. Baker Mayfield, early window. 
I will give the appropriate affection and love to Baker Mayfield before the end of the show today. Okay. Um, I know Antonio Pierce, and I like Antonio Pierce. He's a straight shooter. He's done a great job with the Raiders. But there is a difference between a backup quarterback, Josh Dobbs, who can come in for a few weeks, win games, and Patrick Mahomes, who can do that for years. People tend to forget that about the really great players. People game plan against them, and they still beat you. A backup, you need a couple of weeks of film, but they can surprise you. Same with interim coaches. They bring great energy. It's like a substitute teacher. Everybody's trying to impress the substitute teacher for the first couple days. There's a reason she's a substitute teacher or he's a substitute teacher. So Antonio Pierce, only two years coaching in the NFL. He makes Brandon Staley look like Andy Reid. He's barely been in the NFL coaching two years. I like him. And he has won games, and here's how he's selling Antonio Pierce. This is classic Antonio. I'm going to keep saying it as long as it looks right, sounds right, and smells right. I'm, I'm fine with it. Win, lose, or draw. And I'm going to be me, and they're going to be them. And when this bad boy's over with, hopefully it all works out and we're together for more years to come. And hopefully Mark Davis sees uh, improvement and growth within our team. He sees the style and play that he wants from the Raiders. He sees a fan base that's behind us. He sees a building that loves coming to work and loves being here and people that's covering the team, enjoying covering the team. And at the end of the day, we got to win. And right now, my record, our record is four and three. Without a script, nailed it. Landed the flip. He's right in all cases. And I know him and like him. He's a real guy. He's a real guy. But emotion can get in the way of the truth. And let me throw this out to you. 12 of the 14 current playoff teams have an offensive coach. Antonio Pierce is a defensive guy. His Raiders did not complete a single pass in the last three quarters against Kansas City. Not one. His entire game plan this week was beat him up physically. And that can work for a game or two weeks. Number three, most successful NFL coaches serve as coordinators for years. He's been in the league two years as a coach. Step back. Take a deep breath. Don't conflate a physical win against a struggling rival for clever, progressive game plans that can win you consistently divisions and or playoff spots. The Raiders haven't scored an offensive touchdown in two of the last three weeks. But, Colin, they have a backup. Cleveland is on their fourth quarterback. Indy right now is a playoff team at 8-7 and seven with Gardner Minshew. Atlanta, Minnesota, Cincinnati backups vying for playoff spots. Not a completed pass in three quarters against the Chiefs. I like him. He's a good dude. But the Raiders, in my opinion, have been chasing an image of what they think a Raiders coach can be. That's why they went and got Gruden again. Instead of just hiring the best guy in the market. I'd call Jim Harbaugh. I'd call Ben Johnson. I'd call people with years of experience. I'd take a deep breath. I'm rooting for Antonio. If he gets it, he is right on every account. The players like it. The team likes it. The media likes it. The locker room likes it. Right, 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 right. I'm not rooting against him. But I'm saying I've seen the interim thing before where teams get a bounce, play very, very hard, and then you look up and go, yeah, 
that guy didn't have a ton of experience, and it was an interim situation, and the Chiefs were struggling anyway, and it's a rivalry game, and it's the truth of what you often see. It's why you have to be very careful about firing a coach in season because the interim coaches, I watched the Chargers this weekend, play their butts off with Easton Stick. The energy was unbelievable. Much better energy I'd seen from the Chargers in months with a linebacker coach who the players were trying to impress and playing for. Everybody loves the substitute teacher. You know, uh, I know many of you view my opinion on Baker Mayfield as one-sided and too harsh. But I will say this. I think, actually, everybody is underplaying the Baker Mayfield story. I really do. So this morning, I went and looked at the NFL standings. Currently in the playoff picture, there are two ways. There are two ways to get to the playoffs. Great quarterback or offensive coach. The only exception is the Seahawks, who have neither an offensive coach or a great quarterback. Everybody else, Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jags, Browns, Bills have Josh Allen. Colts have Shane Steichen. Niners, Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, Rams, Seahawks. So you say to yourself, well, Colin, the, the, the Bucks don't have a great offensive coach. No, but they have Baker Mayfield. And he was a number one pick. And if Baker Mayfield wins this division, he's going to get an AFC team to the playoffs and an NFC team winning a division to the playoffs. Um, Russell Wilson couldn't do that. And he may have just started his last game for the Broncos in the AFC. This story's underplayed. And Baker's done it with Cleveland Mostly a laughingstock. Let's be honest, Cleveland. Mostly a laughingstock for 30 years. And Tampa, which pre-Tom Brady had not won a playoff game in 17 years. 17. This is this year, not Cleveland. This is validating Baker Mayfield. This is because that Cleveland O-line, the Cleveland run game, Stefanski... He's doing it with a defensive coach that got run out of New York and has won less than half his games. Yeah, I know the division's not great, but I didn't hold that against Trevor Lawrence last year when he won his division, the AFC South. So why should I hold it against Baker Mayfield? Now, you know I like Trevor Lawrence as a talent more than Baker, but that's not fair as a sportscaster. I didn't hold it against Trevor Lawrence. I can't hold that against Baker. His division's bad. You still got to win games. He's doing it with a defensive coach in 2023 with a sub-500 record. Baker deserves more credit than he's getting. This is a great story. If the Buccaneers decided, if they make the playoffs, in my opinion, they will, and they decided we're not going to give away our future, we're going to roll it with Baker for three years. We're going to give him a big contract. I'm okay with it. And I'm also getting a much more mature Baker Mayfield. Now, he's always had a chip on his shoulder. But like a lot of young people, it took being humbled for him to go, wow, I got to look in the mirror a little bit. Kind of screwed that up. And I think Baker's a smart guy. I've always felt he's smart. He's funny. He'd be a great broadcaster. He'd be a great, in our space, Baker'd be a home run. He would be a great, great analyst. He's very quick, very bright. I've been told on a whiteboard he's brilliant. And now I get more maturity. I'm not saying he's Brady mature. <laughs> I'm not saying, 
but he's more mature. And so if they decided, hey, replacing Tom Brady's hard, right? Like really hard. Go ask the Patriots and Belichick. If Baker's the guy that gets a four-year deal, I'm okay with it. I think this is the rare story that we're underselling the quarterback. This is a real thing. Browns, Tampa gets both of the playoffs. Well, Hamilton. That doesn't say what you want. Well, what about Brady? Brady's the GOAT. You can give me examples of great players who have done it, but I think it's a real story. Here's, here's Baker talking about his future. It's a hell of a lot better than the past five years, I can say that. Answer's not going to change. I would love to be here. It's a great city, great group of guys, great organization, uh, but winning ball games take care of that, so we'll have that discussion after the year. You were, you were rolling your eyes at my well, I, affection. Look, I'm not rolling my eyes. He's been a great story, tremendous season. I just wonder how much of this is, hey, man, Baker, last chance. You're playing with house money. You had a great run in college, good start to your career, no pressure here in Tampa, and he plays great. Well, you going to go pay him now and make him your guy? Is that what I heard you say? Well, time out. Everybody wants a defensive interim coach with two years to be a head coach. I'm saying Baker is a number one quarterback who led the tire fire Browns to the playoffs, and he's now doing the same in Tampa. This is legitimate. Okay. If you're going to sell me on a coach with no experience, I got a quarterback who led a team in the AFC when Mahomes was there and Burrow was there. And I, wasn't Big Ben still playing? I mean, it was like the AFC was loaded. I just think, and you could say Geno Smith is a, a, a retribution, you know. No, no, uh, no. He, but I think Baker's a much better deliverer of the football than Geno, in my uh, opinion. So Okay, so he's going to go to you and say he wants a deal after this. How, I, what are, you, are you getting locked in, or are you doing like a Geno Smith two-year I, deal type I thing? I would have no problem if the number is right. You're not getting the first number's not four, and it may be three low. Look around. Ooh, look around. Woo. Look around. I'm just saying, ninth in passer rating. Something to think about. Hour two next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Wee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.